Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Back Row Steelers Show, in the uh, How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. It helps us out. It also gets us some advertising type things, and uh, it's pretty cool. So, yeah, check it out, podgo.co. Hey, Steeler Nation, welcome to the Back Row Steelers Show. I'm Rob Sprout, and I'm happy you're listening for your weekly Steelers fix. This week's episode is going to cover our Week 8 squeaker victory in Baltimore. We'll get into some injury updates, a Week 9 preview of another road game at the 2-6 and six Cowgirls from Dallas, and uh, I officially am going to cancel Rob's fantasy finish. Uh, but I'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, before we start, please go hit me up at Steelers on Twitter and Instagram, or feel free to shoot an email to backrowsteelers at gmail.com if there's something you want to hear me talk about, or you just want to drop in and say hi. That'd be cool. All right, well, I guess uh, let's get started talking about this week 8, 28-24 WIN win against the team from the South, the Ratbirds of Baltimore in Baltimore. That's an away game win for Ben in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, my prediction was 31-27. to 27. Uh, Steelers to come out on top, and I was pretty close again. I, I, I was off by, what, three points each way? So three points lower on our side, three points, uh, I guess, if you just shifted it to the right three points for both of them, that's what it would be. So, yep, uh, I was pretty damn close. Uh, I was I was sweating like crazy though there at the end of the game. Uh, first half was nuts, and defense was key in winning for sure. W- without our defense stepping up the way they did, playing the entire game, they were tired. They were getting their asses kicked. It, Baltimore was sustaining drives going down the field. It was just kind of crazy. I was I was not a happy camper the entire first half. Like I was excited. I thought that the entire game was going to be like Pittsburgh momentum the whole time. Spillane got that interception, and I was like, here we go. Let's do this, right? You know, classic, here we go. Here we go. And it just didn't happen. So it was really, really, really upsetting in the first half because the Spillane interception was great. He ran it back on Lamar's first pass of the game. But after that, Baltimore went right back down the field and scored uh, with the help from a penalty. But then another touchdown and a field goal in the second half. Uh, it was kind of nerve-wracking. We went into the locker room at halftime, down 17-7 to after the worst play calling I've seen yet by Randy Fickner. The defense was tired. The offense couldn't stay on the field. Fickner was out there calling dumbass plays. We're not getting first downs. Ben had protection enough to, to for us to run decent plays, and we proved that in the second half. But the first half, come on. we There's no reason we shouldn't be playing uh, – uh, you know, a full 60 minutes, as they say, right? Go out, play a full 60. We didn't do that. We went out and we played 30 minutes. Well, well, we'll call it like 30 minutes and 30 seconds because of the 30 seconds we played decent football at the beginning of the first quarter. But, yeah, it, it was just kind of crazy, and our defense was super tired going in at halftime. 
So I, I was really, really nervous and scared about that and what was going to happen in the second half. However, the second half, we came out, started firing away. Two more touchdowns in the third, one more in the fourth, and that was just enough to top the Ravens, who only scored seven points in the second half. Turnover after turnover after turnover happened throughout the entire game, and that made it crazy entertaining, but not always in a positive way. I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, like last week, I was right on the edge of my seat to the very end of the game. I was jumping up and down when the fourth down end zone pass from Lamar got broken up, and that was the end of the game. It, it was amazing. I was I was nervous about a penalty being called there in the end zone. Harbaugh and Snead both after the game claimed that he was hit in the head, but all all players involved with that contact were going for the ball. Well, maybe not Justin Lane so much. He was going for the tackle, but he got there right as the ball did, so it wasn't pass interference. Mika Fitzpatrick was going up trying to intercept the ball. So what really happened was Willie Sneed, he was the victim of a Minka Fitzpatrick and Justin Lane sandwich, and he got hit. He looks like he got hurt a little bit. I'm sure he was upset that he didn't catch the ball, and that's why he kind of hung out on the ground, but I'm, that couldn't have felt good because he got walloped. As I mentioned before, we didn't play a whole game. We didn't play a whole 60 minutes, and that's kind of the scariest thing about Pittsburgh, and it should be for the rest of the NFL. If we can get that together, I mean, we haven't played a full game, so imagine if we could put a whole game together the Steelers would be unstoppable. It's just proof. Like, it's there. It's You You can't deny it. You, you can't deny that our defense is the best in the NFL. Uh, I mean, we are a little weak in the secondary. I'll talk about that in a minute. But our offense, when the play calling is correct, is unstoppable as well. We just march down the field. All right, well, I guess let's, let's move on to uh, some injuries here before we talk about this week's matchup in Dallas. Defensive tackle, Tyson, uh, defensive tackle, tickle, did I say tickle? Anyway, defensive tackle, Tyson Alualu is out with a grade 2 MCL sprain. Uh, I'm not sure how they grade MCL sprains. I guess a grade 2 isn't too bad because he's only expected to miss two games. That's good. We have this whole next man up mentality, right? You see Robert Spillane filling in quite nicely for Devin Bush. Uh, hell, even Alex Highsmith's in there getting it, getting it done. He had an interception too. Anyway, injuries, back to injuries. Let's, let's stick to that. Safety Jordan Dangerfield and Cam Hayward were both a full go of practice today and look good for Sunday. D lineman Isaiah Bugs, uh, he made a, a good stop on Lamar dur during the last game. It was it was pretty epic, but he was limited. He's he's kind of been battling an ankle injury, so we'll have to keep an eye on him for that. Mike Hilton is actually practicing in his limited fashion as well, but he's trending up. Uh, he's, he's nursing a shoulder injury still, so we'll see what happens with Mike Hilton. We'll keep an eye on that. We got our guard, Wisniewski, off the IR this week too, though he didn't practice today. Today's Wednesday. Uh, he, he didn't practice, but I, I'm assuming he's good to go. We'll see what the rest of the injury reports say for the rest of the week. So looking forward to Sunday. Zeke is battling a hamstring injury right now, so we'll keep an eye on that. And regardless of it being the third string, Ben DiNucci, who I just read is not getting the start, or fourth or fifth string quarterbacks, Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush, I don't know who Dallas is planning on starting at quarterback. I don't know that in some cases it's going to matter so much, but I think it, it may. Uh, they still have pretty scary wide receivers in Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb. All three of them are perfectly capable of getting open. They're all great receivers. They're capable of big plays as well. And our secondary's been a little suspect in the last two games. Hopefully we get that under wraps. 
I, I, I have a feeling that's gonna it's gonna be a rough day for Dallas if they're trying to pass the ball on us, especially with some backup quarterbacks that deep into the backup quarterbacks. I will say it's uh it's been odd watching Dallas play lately. I feel like there's no heart at all anymore in that team. They lost Dak and everyone just kind of shut down. When Andy Dalton got hit in the head, no one from his like no none of his fucking teammates stood up for him. It was wild. I, I think one of the linemen threw up his hands like, "Why'd you hit him like that?" It's fucking pathetic. If you think for one second any of the Steelers' entire team wouldn't be out there fighting for Ben Mason. Josh Dobbs or even Duck Hodges, you have your you have our organization all kinds of twisted with someone else like like the Cowboys. I don't understand what's happening in Dallas. I think there's a whole bunch of individuals there, and they're trying to make them play as a team. They don't want to play as a team because they feel like they lost their lead individual in Dak Prescott. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening there. It's it's kind of embarrassing. I don't. I just I just don't get it. It's a tough time to be a Cowboys fan too. Um, you, you're watching your team play like that. I don't even know what to say about that. Either way with Dallas moping around the field, uh, I'm really hoping we don't do our typical play down to our competition crap and lose to this shit team. Uh, in my opinion, we haven't played one complete, one complete game this season. As I stated earlier, we're going to need to do that for sure real soon because the rest of the AFC North is actually looking pretty decent. If you didn't catch it, Cincinnati beat Tennessee. And Cincinnati's offense looks real good. Joe Burrow, I guess, might just be the truth, but hopefully it's not like a, a Baker-type truth for Cincinnati's sake. But at the same time, I kind of hope it is because I don't want them to be real competition for Pittsburgh. So, yeah, screw them too. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, hopefully we don't play down to them. Uh, I, I, guess, I, I guess it's time for a, a final score prediction. So I, I'm thinking 38-13. to 13. And 38, yeah, 38-13 in a trouncing of the self-proclaimed America's team. Uh, let's let's look at how the Dallas defense ranks according to lineups.com. And, uh, and oh, self-proclaimed America's team. That kind of pisses me off, right? That, that's that's kind of annoying. They're not the, they're not America's team. I, I got I got news for all the Dallas fans out there. Pittsburgh is America's team. You watch any away games that we have. Now, it's a little bit different with COVID. Uh, because we can't really travel like that. But you watch any away games and look at how many Steelers fans you see in the stands and tell me that somebody else travels as much as we do. It's just no way. Uh, like I said, this year is a little different because of COVID, uh, but it's true. Anyway, let's let's get back to the Steelers or to the Dallas defense ranks. Uh, their little rankings here according to lineups.com. This is a recipe for disaster for Dallas. Dallas is 38 or sorry, 32nd in points allowed. That's last in the league. 32nd in points allowed. 28th in yards against. That's not good. 14th in passing yards against. That's not too bad, but they're 30th in passing touchdowns against. 32nd, again, another dead last in rushing yards against. 27th in rushing touchdowns against. Maybe I won't shut down Rob's fantasy finish after all. I don't know. It's looking like just fire up everybody on Pittsburgh this week. Anyway, back to this. 30th in time of possession. That's good news for our defense. They shouldn't be spending too much time on the field getting all wore out like they did last week against Baltimore. 
So when you when you are almost last in the league in time of possession, you're not doing well at, at offense. Uh, and I, I think that's about going to wrap it up for our preview against Dallas. It's not really – I don't really need to go super in-depth about who's covering who and who's doing what. I just really feel like Dallas has given up. And hopefully, like I said, we don't play down to them. So, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. All right, and uh, I guess time for Rob's final fantasy finish. That's weird. I don't know if I can use that. Final fantasy finish. Anyway, uh, no whiskey tonight for this fantasy finish. I I will say that I've been trying to steer you guys one way or another in, in regards to fantasy stuff. If you have fantasy questions, by all means, Send them my way and I'll answer them. I don't know if I'm going to do a special segment about it. However, I will answer it on the podcast. Uh, I haven't really gotten any questions lately, which is kind of strange, but it's okay. I, I still have a bunch of stickers to give away, so you guys need to hit me up. Yeah, Jump on the Twitter piece. Jump on Instagram. Hit me up. Uh, I'll send some stickers out there for everybody. They're, they're really cool. Anyway, like I was saying, Pittsburgh's defense, definitely fire up Pittsburgh's defense in, in this final fantasy finish here. So Pittsburgh's defense is a must start. Start all the receivers. Start James Conner. Hell, if you're in a really bad bind, you could probably start Benny Snell because they're probably going to be running the ball toward the end of the game, and Benny's going to get up quite a few carries because we're going to be up by a lot. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a real bind, fire up Benny Snell too. Uh, it looks like Ebron still might be an okay target too. So, yeah, fire up Ebron in the tight end position if you're in a bind for that as well. Which you may be because there's been a lot of tight end injuries injuries lately. Sorry, feeling a little mush mouth. No whiskey though. Weird. And I think that's gonna do it. A little bit shorter podcast this week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review review the podcast for a chance to win that back row Steelers vinyl decal I was talking about earlier. I am still doing that. Thanks to all you out there for listening, downloading these episodes. Share this podcast with your friends. Share the Steelers love so we can all go have a great rest of the football season together. And like I always say, get out there, get some fresh air and sun, take some time to appreciate nature. The weather's changing. The leaves have been beautiful. Air's getting crisp. I love that crisp air. I I just love it. Anyway, stay safe and be good to each other, regardless of some political bullshit out there too. We, We all need each other. And I think we forget that when we put our media blinders on. So just be good to each other. It's not hard. All right, I'll catch you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next time on the Back Row Steelers Show.